0: welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. So they grew up in well-to-do situations. Now, one mistake sometimes that people make when they're wealthy, when they're raising their children, is they think that they can cause their children to escape the yields of society with money. So they put them in better schools. They put them in, you know, they think that the money's going to do it. And so they spend so much time using their money that they forget to build character in the children. Right. So the children grow up without character and they see what daddy has. So the first thing they're thinking in their mind is I have to have what dad has. But they don't they don't understand the process it took for their fathers to have the success that they have. They don't understand the process. As a matter of fact, they want to expedite the process, skip the process and have it instantly. And this is why they're doing the preachers of L.A. They want to be famous like their fathers were, but they don't understand their father wasn't trying to be famous. Their father had a viable ministry that went over the span of 20, 30 years before they bought a Mercedes. And you want one because you're cute. It just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? So these guys are trying to get accolades, trying to get validation, trying to stand out from the crowd and be famous, even though they have not spent the time and had the patience to earn the place that they're trying to be in. Does that make sense? And that's what happens. And that's why selfish ambition is so dangerous, because if you don't teach character or build character in your children, well, they understand Look, you got to start at the, at the bottom and work your way up. Work your way up. Learn the business. I'm going to use Rick and, and Beth as an example because their dad, they worked in the business. How old were you when you started working for your dad? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Little, they were little kids. And Rick was crawling in ceilings and doing all the dirty work, you know, build, uh, uh, for, for, the, for back then it was hard in electronics. And he trained them up very, very young and had them working very, very young. That's why I have my son. My son's been on his job. Now, I don't know many people that's been on their job. Uh, their first job, he's been on his first job, what, a year and how many months? Four or five months. And he came to me because he's injured, so he couldn't play basketball, couldn't play sports. And he was like, Dad, you know, I really, I, I don't want to let you down. I wanted to play sports so you could come to the games and cheer. And I'm like, forget that. You've been on your job how long? You're ready to, you're going to be ready to take care of a family. Right. Hey, man, you're not going to be the woulda, shoulda, coulda guy with the newspaper clippings in his pocket from when he yeah. <laughs> scored the winning goal back with the, yeah. the munchkins. Yeah. <laughs> still showing it to people got it laminated <laughs> i don't care about that man you were, you've been on your job i couldn't be more prouder because that's what's important that's what's important, yeah. that's what's important and that's what he needs to feel good about that's what y'all need to. these men in here you need to feel good about the nine to five that you keep amen. and and amen yeah. that's what's important amen. yeah i watch sports i watch all of them but i don't want to be any of them that's right. that's what... when judgment day comes Oh, LeBron, you just no, keep that trophy. I don't want it. No, no. <laughs> because most of them are playing for the applause of people, because there is a deficit. Something is missing. Selfish ambition. Most modern-day believers are overly influenced by the world's desire for wealth and popularity. Gone are the days of self-denial because we are in the new era of being seen, known, and judged for what you have or how you behave. Titus 2 and 7. In all things, see that you are an example of good works, holy in your teaching, and what? Serious behavior. What? Serious behavior. In all things... See that you are an example of good works, holy in your teaching. And the last one is the one that people miss serious in behavior, because it's not about what you possess. It's not about what you have. It's about your behavior. You know, that's what makes you a true believer. These three things being an example of good works. Teaching what is right. And then being serious in behavior. People are seeking popularity and wealth to cover deficits in their lives. When there is is selfish ambition, there is always dysfunction. A secure person doesn't seek to be noticed. A secure person. They don't have to be noticed because they are secure. That means that their life is not hanging in the balance based on the opinions of others they are secure we've already done the security message in here we've done the uh, identity crisis message in here so you should have a good hold on this and understand that a secure person does not seek to be noticed they don't need every aspect of their life approved of that's what reality tv is They need every aspect, the good, the bad, and the ugly shown to the public so that somebody can comment on it. And whether you're commenting negatively or positively, they're happy. Because that's, yeah, that's the motto in Hollywood. Uh, uh, Any publicity is good publicity. Because as long as they're talking about you, it's good. You know what kind of deficits you have to have in your life to believe that? How many of you would want everybody to know your personal business? Nobody. You have to be very, very insecure for that. James 3 and 16, for where jealous and selfish ambition exists, there will be what? And every vile practice. Instead of working hard, waiting and focusing on building character, people are rushing the process to gain money, fame and recognition before they lay a solid foundation of morals and ethics. So before they even develop into a good human being, they want to be rich and famous. Now, when you're rich and famous and you're not a good human, you're leading people into being bad humans. Because people are going to to want to be you if you are rich and famous. They're going to want to follow your footsteps. Yeah. I remember back in 1980, in the 80s, if a man wore two earrings... He was bisexual. If he wore one earring, he was a Mac daddy and slept around. Well, how did it change? Why do men wear two earrings now? Because the rich and the famous started doing it. Yeah, the rappers. Rappers started doing it and made it popular. When you sagged your pants, it used to mean that you were in prison. You show your underwear, you're a prisoner. That was lingerie for the inmates. Yeah, you were being sexy. Yeah. Rappers, gangster rappers that were in prison. or Well, they weren't in prison. They, they acted like they were in prison. When young boys saw it, started mimicking it. Rich and the famous turned the culture. It always does. Yes. That's where it always comes from. So they have that kind of influence. So why are the rich and the famous, why are they the ones with the bad morals and ethics? Because they influence society to follow suit proverbs 13 and 11 wealth gotten by vanity shall be what diminished but he that gathereth by and the word before labor that is actually in another translation is slow labor so he that gathereth by slow labor shall increase meaning took time to actually work you don't get on a job and then man i'm gonna be rich dude flip those burgers and shut up You're going to be rich flipping burgers. And take your time. Work your way up. Start washing lettuce. <laughs> then get on fries. <laughs> and that's when the big bucks come. <laughs> 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 work your way up. That should be the mentality that you have. And you don't work your way up just desiring to be up. You work your way up by good work. Wasn't that one of the principles? Good works. By good work. By doing a good job. Keeping your word. Not calling in sick every time there's something else you want to do. Right? Not using the office paper to print out your baby shower invites. Come on. Let's have some morals and some ethics and work your way up. Slow and steady. And let your children see, man, your sons need to see you working. Because that's where they learn their worth it, work ethic. They don't learn it from movies. That's right. they, they surely don't learn it from music. They don't learn it anywhere but from you. You have to be working. Am I telling the truth in here? Yes, sir. I mean, a man needs to learn his work ethic from a man. He doesn't even need to learn that from a woman. Because then he's going to want to live off a woman. Yes, sir. He needs to learn it from a man. Men. We have some men in here. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Social media has caused many to show themselves on a consistent basis. Sometimes the message I'm preaching is online before I get it online. I'll be preaching somewhere and somebody's like, oh, G. Craig just said this. And it's all over everywhere. I'm like, dude, I just preached. I just said that like a second ago. But that's how social media works. So somebody in here may, I mean, you, you know, especially when you begin to really love the attention because you don't have any attention in the real world because nobody likes you so you get online and try to get a bunch of superficial friends and friends that don't really exist and you're living for that and so everybody has to know your location dropping a pin everywhere and i mean you just got a husband in there man won't you go talk to him your wife is in there your t- well, go play with your children You're just online. Oh, I feel like playing with my children. Go do it! (laughs) Then you're on depression medication when the internet is cut off. Well, if you had went to work and stayed off of it, you could have paid them. What they purchase, what they look like, how many people like them is feeding their desire for recognition and affirmation. What, What you look like. I mean, just a Vogue magazine shoot in your house. What a cell phone. <laughs> Using plant lights. <laughs> Made you a studio. Plant lights and a black sheet. And you're all on there. Every angle, everything. Got the little baby. Your baby is three years old. Got him taking pictures. Now hold it like this. <laughs> what they purchased... Everything you buy, you have to put on there. How many people like them? You're looking at the, hit, the 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 like count, and that that's that depends on whether you're gonna have a good day or a bad day. <laughs> Y'all are laughing, and this is real stuff right here. <sighs> Nobody liked my post, but what they purchase, what they look like, how many people like them is feeding their desire for recognition and ad affirmation, and that's what it was created to do. Y'all know that, right? Romans 8 and 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is what? Can I say that again? The mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Basically means it's an enemy of God. When our appetite for attention and accolade grows, it takes more to satisfy it and many relationships suffer because a person that has a huge appetite for attention cannot be satisfied by their spouse. I'm going to say that again. I have to. I have to. When our appetite for attention and accolade grows, it takes more to satisfy it. Right? I remember back in, I think, the 80s. Was it the 80s? Maybe the 70s when the first soft drink bottle came out. You know how big that bottle was? The first soft drink bottle? You know how big it was? Anybody? It was eight ounces. An 8-ounce bottle of soda. You spill that much out now opening it. <laughs> An 8-ounce bottle. It was a little tiny bottle. And people drunk it and were satisfied. Nobody asked for more soda. But then they wanted to make more money and raise the price of it. Because it's cheaper to just put a little more in there and raise the price. You make more money that way. So they put a little more in there. It became a 10-ounce bottle. Right? Then... 12-ounce can. Now, people weren't pouring the rest out with the can and splitting the can. Man, we're going to split this can. You get six, I get six. No, people start drinking the whole can. You know why? Because their appetite grew. Because the more they drank, the greater their appetite became. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you stop eating, if you start eating half the portions that you used to eat, you'll lose weight, your stomach will shrink, and that will satisfy you. Really? (laughs) But yeah, because what it used to take to satisfy me, I can't eat anywhere near that now. And I can't drink drinks with sugar in it. I went a whole year without drinking sweet drinks, and now I can't stand the taste. If I taste a drink with sugar in it, it, it tastes bad. Yeah, I, I can't drink it. But that's because I train my body. Well, the same thing with your appetite. Your appetite will grow as you feel it. So the more people that applause for you, the more people that think you're the bomb, the more you'll start thinking you're the bomb. And the more of that it'll take to satisfy you. Yeah. Yeah, Beatrix Haddon used to have the show, what was the bootleg 106 in Park? <laughs> yeah, 106 Drive or something. He, he was satisfied with that at the time, but then people started applauding him, so he needed more. And he needed more and more and more. Now, nude pictures on the internet. I mean, dude, when is it going to end? It's the, it's the love of the, the applause. Y'all remember that cartoon when Bud's Bunny and uh, Daffy Duck were battling each other in the show? And Daffy Duck ended it because he drank the nitroglycerin. Y'all remember that? <laughs> And blew up and Bugs he was like, oh man, nobody can top that. He's like, yeah, but I can only do it once. <laughs> Y'all don't remember that? Yeah. Uh-uh. But your appetite for attention, as it grows, it's going to take more and more. Dude, I have to drink nitroglycerin to get the applause he was desiring. And I know I'm quoting a cartoon, but that stuff happens for real. <laughs> it does. It happens for real. People, a huge appetite for attention. First you see them taking a picture and they're just kind of smiling. Next thing you know, they're in their draws on Facebook. Don't like it. Just don't like it. You know they're crazy. Don't like it. Because the more you like it, the more they're going to do. Proverbs 13 and 10, the only effect of pride is what? But wisdom is with the quiet in spirit. That's what pride does. So in a relationship... If your wife or your husband, if they're constantly watching what people have, they're gonna be discontent. Every time you come home, where's my new purse? What do you mean, where's your new purse? Online, somebody on Facebook got a new purse. You're like, that don't have nothing to do with us. (laughs) Why am I getting punished? Because your cousin got a purse. Why are we about to divorce? Because that appetite, that appetite, Facebook and other social media sites can cause people to seek attention and be busy with the affairs of others. Being a busybody, according to the Bible, is dangerous because when you are focused on others, you become discontent with your own what? Existence. Existence. That's what reality TV is all about. Making you want more. You see it on TV and you want it. So you trying to get it and now you're discontent. The Bible tells us let your conversation be without what? Covetousness. Covetousness. And be content with, what, with such things that you have. What you have, be content. Look at somebody and say be content. Be content. Because discontentment will lead most of the time to fussing, quarreling, yeah compromise i have people all the time just dude dude, dude I, my relationship me and my wife man we just can't get along we just fussing and then you find out they're fussing about things and stuff and who has what and what i wish i had and you can't get it for me and where's this and where where's the car you promised me where's the house things you're gonna break up over things really you going to make it that easy for the devil, for superfluity to end your relationship? Man, it's quiet in this place today. Is it good? What a, am I telling the truth? Well, that's all I needed to hear. Self-glutton. Reality TV also feeds a person's desire to get what they don't have. Watching people flaunt their wealth and belongings on a daily basis will birth discontentment in you and cause you to seek after things you can't afford or don't need. Yeah. Watching these shows. And it's not, it's not just reality shows. It's all these shows. I mean, if your favorite show is Scandal, then you got a lust problem. That's right. Come on. That's right. Yeah, I know it's going to get quiet now. And the girl from Scandal, what's her name? Really Carrie Washington, she just spoke at Megafest. So and, she, and, and, and she's getting ready to do a show where she does a full lesbian love scene. Yeah. And she says she can't wait. And it's not the first one she's done. She's like mastered the art of it. But she spoke at, at, at TD Jake's conference. That's just nasty. Right? And well, why are, we, why are you supporting it? Why, what, what is it? Why do you want to see broken marriages all the time? Why do you want to see cheating? Why do you have an appetite to watch cheating? Well, that's because I can't do it. <laughs> you know how many times I've been told that? Wow. It's better if I watch it than if I do it. Is it really? So it's better if you do it in your heart than for real. It's not what Jesus said. See, I know I can't get that. I know the amens is going to drop off. Why do you want to see folks cheating? Your favorite show is cheaters. You got a DVR right now. I'm going to see somebody get busted. You find pleasure in watching relationships go to ruin. Well, I pray for them every night. What kind of believers are we, y'all? This stuff gets in your heart. Yes, Yes, it does. It's funny how we can separate it and say, well, that doesn't affect me. Well, let me explain something to you. Even if, even if by some miracle, it doesn't affect you. Most, a lot of you in here grew up like I did. So you grew up with a reality check all the time. My dad was a Holy Ghost preacher. Had my dad and my mom in the house. We got reality checked. We wanted to go to a party, couldn't go. Want to go drink, do something, just couldn't do it. Reality checked. Just always, somebody always watching. My mom was always home, just always home. In your bedroom, in your stuff, just, I, I mean, always. Just swarming like a bee. You couldn't get away with anything because she's going to find it. God going to tell her. Laughter. I got so sick of the Lord telling her stuff. How did you know that? (laughs) Then she would pray stuff like, let him say it. And then I'd be in there running my mouth and she'd overhear it. (laughs) Am I telling the truth? My big mouth. I'm talking and she's listening. I don't even know it. See, just so I grew up with that. So I had that reality check. So if I turned on Scarface and watched Tony Montana shoot everybody up, I'm not going to go get an AR and do that. Because cause as soon as I think, get mad at somebody and think about it, I see my mama and daddy. I see belts. My daddy whipped me with the bottom of a, of a, a vacuum cleaner one time. <laughs> he was working on the vacuum and the teacher called from school. Whatever he was working on, whatever was in front of him, that's what your whooping was going to consist of. He was taking a vacuum apart, changing the bag, phone rang. And my mama, all she had to do was say, Craig, teacher call, Boy! <laughs> The bottom, you know, the part that, yeah, that iron thing, he whipped me with. Boom, boom, boom. So I would think of that stuff. I had that kind of discipline. I had that disciplinary foundation. Not to say that if I watch some freaky stuff, I'm not going to have the wrong thoughts because anybody, that would mess with anybody's mind. But there are certain things that that weren't going to just throw me off track because of the foundation I had. Well, now we're growing up with a generation whose grandmother wasn't a praying grandmama. Their grandmama's 30 years old, still trying to dress like a hoochie. She's at the club, grandmama at the club. She's 35, looking for a man. See, our grandmothers, they had 18 children, they were somewhere praying. They were close to God because they didn't want God to give them any more. I'm going to get as close to God as I can and stop this. And because of those years of laying that foundation of prayer. Some of us had a foundation. We had a limit. We could be in the club. And the wrong thing break out in the club. we leave it. Mama told me not to come grandmama's prayer opened the door. You know what I'm saying? We're around a bunch of friends. They pull out the heavy stuff. Dude, won't you take some of this horse? Horse? It better be a real horse so I can ride out of here because I'm not doing no. I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? That was a foundation. That foundation is gone. This new generation, they're not growing up like that. They didn't have the praying grandmama, the praying, the, 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 the Christian lineage that went, you know, all that's gone now. So you can't use your liberty in Christ and begin to show people that it's OK to do this and that. That's what Paul was talking about with the with the uh, eating meats that was sacrificed to idols. He's like, dude, you may be strong enough to do that, but don't do it in front of the people that's not strong enough to handle it. See, I can't get a in here. Y'all think. Yeah, because this is a new generation these kids don't know Christ the only Christ they know is what someone told them we knew the books of the Bible growing up we knew all the songs father Abraham had many sons had many sons father Abraham we knew those songs so let's just praise the Lord right foot left foot throw your hand we learned those songs that's foundation So we weren't ever planning to depart totally from our foundation because we just didn't want to go to hell. Hell was always in the back of our minds, wasn't it? Man, just go kill him. Just go shoot him. Here's a gun. Man, I'm not touching that. Because hell, we believed that hell was hot. These kids now believe hell is now. And for many of them, it is. The desire to have more is the downfall of many. Because discontentment keeps a person looking for ways to feel good. I need to say that again, don't I? Discontentment keeps a person looking for ways to feel good. When you're discontentment, content, you're always looking for a way to feel better. This will eventually lead to what? Sin and shame. 1 Timothy 6 and 9, But those who desire to be rich... I don't know why people don't read this scripture. Those who desire to be rich, meaning I'm going to be rich. I'm going to make my mark in his life. I'm going after Those who desire to be rich shall do what? Into a what? Into a snare. And into many senseless, senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. When our appetite grows, our belly becomes our God and we will serve our desire instead of the true and living God. Our belly becomes our God. Feeding our fleshly desires will eventually do what? Lead to death. death. Philippians 3 and 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now I tell you even weeping that are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is destruction and their God is their belly And whose glory is in their shame. Who mind what? Earthly Earthly things. Summary. The Bible spoke of giants or men of renown in Genesis. Being the cause of God destroying the earth. When people began to receive the worship. Begin to receive the worship. In the place of God. His wrath and judgment comes. The very desire to be renowned or famous is contradictory to the formula for being a believer. The desire to be more than what we were created to be comes from Satan and is what tempted Eve in the garden. This same temptation is plaguing our homes, churches, and society as a whole. If we do not decrease and allow God to increase, we will soon see his wrath and vengeance upon those that disobey. Our desire should be to show Christ and deny Ourselves. Ephesians 5 and 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as what? Children, children of the light. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this message. Father God, selfish ambition has been uh, promoted. And it's been done so subtly and so sly by some of these men of God. They've put themselves on pedestals and they've allowed the people to put them on pedestals. And they operate in this false humility to act like they don't really want it or it's from you or whatever it is. But it's something that they desire. They're desiring a platform. They're desiring fame. And God, this has trickled over into the body of Christ and the membership and to people. And people are modeling themselves after that, God, we just break selfish ambition right now. We stop it right now with these that are in here. God, if it starts here at ABC, we just, we bring it to a screeching halt. God, we're not going to be after ourselves. We're not going to be after people's opinion. We're not going to live after what people think of us and be affirmed uh, by by those outsiders and onlookers. God, we don't need to live our lives in some reality show and show our lives on social media so we can gain approval from people. But God, we want your approval. So God, I pray right now that you would help us, Lord. Help us with our character, our morals, our ethics, our behavior. Help us to be pleasing to you, pleasing in your eyesight. God, so that you would be pleased, and you are the ultimate judge, and you would judge us based on your report card, yes, and what God. you feel yes. is good. Yes, Lord. You told us not to count gain as godliness, God. So, Lord, whatever we have, help us to be content. Yes, Lord. Help us to be content, God. I pray right now that that wife stop putting pressure on the husband to get more. That husband stop putting pressure on his wife. That 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 pressure be released so that we could be content with the things we have. God, most of us are living way better than our parents were able to. Better than our grandparents were able to. And yet we still complain. I pray right now that the complaining will cease and we will be thankful for the things you've given us. And we will be content with the things we have. And God, if you decide to add more, add more. But if this is it, We will be content and we'll give you the glory and the honor for the things you've done. And we'll continue to thank, be thankful towards you. We'll continue to show our gratitude, continue to be grateful in Jesus name. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Advent Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, Please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com.